Welcome to Handcrafting Your Retirement with Brett Ramsey from Artisan Wealth Strategies. In this podcast, we help retirees as well as those who are considering retirement overcome generic wealth management advice that limits your future. We do this by handcrafting customized financial strategies centered on your unique lifestyle. Jump on board for this journey where we delve into strategies that can help make your money outlast you as Brett draws from years of experience with guest experts to eliminate cookie cutter saving strategies. Welcome to Handcrafting Your Retirement with your host, Brett Ramsey, where we talk about what you want in retirement and how to make it happen. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hey there, Brett. What you got going on today? Well, you know, it's a beautiful day here in rainy Indianapolis, so uh, not not a whole lot. I'm trying to, uh, I, I did find my wallet though, so that's actually a really good thing today. I don't know if, <laughs> if you are like me, but I have a very consistent pattern of things that I do in the morning. And uh, I work uh, work out because uh, it's one of our big things here is uh, figuring out how healthy we can be. And this morning I went to go work out and my wallet wasn't where my keys were. And uh, that really freaked me out. And uh, so I spent the entire morning trying to backtrack where was my wallet. And it fell out of my pocket last night at the movies and was actually wedged down in the seat. Oh. So I spent uh, my lunch hour running over and uh, finding my wallet. So it's a very good, exciting time for me right now. Um, but and I know that sounds weird uh, to be thinking about how do we find things. And uh, <laughs> but I, I think that's what like a lot of people are. Sometimes we're a little disorganized. We get uh, a little bit. Uh, out of our system and we can't quite find the things that we need to find when we expect to find them. And uh, as crazy as that is, that's a little bit of what we're going to be talking about today is how do we figure out and find the income that we need in retirement and where is it going to come from? And so hopefully uh, you don't need to find your wallet in order for that to happen. But that is exactly um, um, what I did today, but what I really want to do is introduce our two guests here. I have Phil and Cheryl from, from income conductor, and I've been using this software for many years as a planning tool with my clients to help them figure out kind of, uh, how and where their retirement income is going to come from. And, and today we're going to focus a little bit specifically around, um, the specifics of social security and how that fits into our decision. But really, I just like for, for Phil and Cheryl to tell us a little bit about their story, about how their firm came to be and, and kind of, um, all of why it exists and why it's such a powerful tool and why it's been so great for, for me and my clients in terms of figuring out our retirement income planning process. So with that, I think I'm starting here with Phil. And if Phil, if you could just kind of share with us a little bit about the origin of Income Conductor. Yeah, actually, I'll just give you an origin of my whole life. That should take up the the half hour that we have here today. Well, um, we only have, a not for those folks, because you're just hearing his voice. Phil has a lot of experience. <laughs> So um, I, I started specializing in retirement income planning as an advisor back in the 80s. And I developed the strategy that's the core basis of, of the software that, that you've been referencing um, and actually co-developed um, with a couple other technology companies versions of it. But it was always lacking um, the ability to what, what we call monitor and track a, a client's retirement. And in my practice, I found that that was the most important part. It was one thing to create a plan, but then to be able to manage it along the way, if you didn't have technology that could help you with that, it became very, very labor intensive. 
And simultaneously um, in our firm, Cheryl, at the time when we started Income Conductor, ran a TAMP and we were using her portfolios to fund a big part of clients' retirement. And I sold my financial planning practice and wasn't really ready to hang it up totally. So I approached Cheryl on whether she would be interested and her firm at that time in co-developing what I thought would be the ultimate retirement income planning tool. And she saw the, the wisdom in it and the opportunity in it and uh, was willing to spend the, the time and money to work with me. And that was the genesis of, of Income Conductor. Well, awesome. And so Cheryl, how about from your side of the view of that? Uh, and I know you were on the, uh, and just to kind of, I always like to try to uh, demystify words. So Phil used a word there that our clients may not be familiar with, and that's TAMP. That just stands for third, third party asset manager, basically. So someone that's managing your money for you. And so I think that's the background that you came from, if I'm not mistaken, correct, Cheryl? Well, actually, I started out as a teacher and a professional musician. So when we're talking about Genesis, that's the genesis of the name of the technology Income Conductor, because I envisioned the advisor being the conductor, you know, orchestrating all of the client's financial instruments into a wonderful retirement performance. So that's where the name came from. Um, but early on, I got into software development at large insurance companies. And in 2006, I started an asset management firm with my husband and a partner. My husband was in charge of the investment side. Our partner was in charge of the sales side. And I started a TAMP and started working with advisors across the country who wanted to outsource their back office. So we worked with custodians and we helped, you know, on opening and managing accounts and doing all the maintenance on the accounts and working with both the advisors and the end clients. So that was my first direct uh, experience working with advisors and it was wonderful. I loved it. So as you can imagine, two years into that firm, 2008 happened. And I started to look at a certain number of accounts who I knew were connected with certain advisors and their clients who were actually in retirement. And these folks were surprisingly not calling us. The advisors weren't calling us. They were not going to cash, they weren't even rebalancing their portfolio. So I got really interested about what was it that was keeping these people so confident moving through, you know, 2008, 2009, which was certainly the largest market crash in my experience. And so when I looked at who the advisors were for these clients and started to do some research, all roads led back to Phil. <laughs> and they were all using his particular strategy. And so I had gotten to know Phil because, as he mentioned, uh, his office was using our portfolios and uh, our back office operations. And I said, Phil, what is the magic secret here? <laughs> I'd really love to know. And he said, well, it's my strategy. You know, it really gives people the confidence to stay invested in the market because, 
as you know, Brett, the worst thing that can happen to a retiree is to panic and jump out of the market at the lowest point and do you know, what could possibly be really serious damage to their retirement income plan. So I didn't know that much about retirement income, and I started to do research on it. Um, and there wasn't very much out there as far as, you know, industry or academic research around retirement income. And I knew that this was a huge wave facing us in the coming decades with baby boomers who are going to be wanting to know how to turn their savings into re a reliable retirement paycheck. And so this seemed like a really interesting opportunity. So when Phil approached me, I said, yeah, let's, let's get together and build this technology. So we formed a company in mid 2017 and we launched the product in early 2018. Well, uh, that's that's an awesome timing. I think a lot of my clients uh, can still remember back to the turmoil that was 2008 and 2009. And, and just uh, it's really um, the genesis of my story when it comes to how we help our clients figure out how and when to retire and make sure their money lasts at least one day longer than they do. Is uh, it, but you used a key word in there that I think is just a, a wonderful word from my uh, engineering background, and it's confidence. And so, uh, not to nerd out on too too many people today with all my statistical background and and everything that I used to do in manufacturing and all that wonderful stuff. But we we talked about confidence and confidence intervals, and all that word really means to me is it's helping people. Uh, tip the scales mathematically in their favor, right? To give them a higher probability of success, um, to give them more confidence that as they move forward, that they're going to have the money there when they need it. And so, you know, when I was actually working through this problem on my own, before I discovered your solution, that was one of my biggest challenges was helping my clients figure out what I called when. So when we're doing planning with our clients, we always start with the simple question of when do you need the money? And people look at me funny and they go, what do you mean? I said, well, you don't need all the money at the same time, do you? And they were like, well, of course not. And I said, so when do you need it? And they, they don't really know. And that's always one of the funniest parts of, uh, of our first few meetings is people keep looking at me going, what do you mean? You keep asking me when? And I'm like, yeah, because I can't figure out how to put your portfolio together until I know when you need it. And, and that really is the first question that we really try to help our clients figure out. And that, that gets into other questions for them, which is usually helping them understand the bigger vision of their retirement, what's important to them, all of the values and things that are important to them. But ultimately, that does distill down into a very mathematical thing, which is the when do you need it? And then we can build our portfolio to the when. And so I know that, that um, I love uh, just hearing you and Phil talk about your journey to find that. And then it was probably around 2017 or 2018. I, I don't know if I was, I wasn't exactly one of your first customers, but I know I was probably one of the earlier ones because we've been using the product for that long. Um, but I, I just love some of the innovations that you've had, especially over the last year or so, as you've added in specifically um, the ability to integrate social security analysis into your software. So um, can you maybe just share with our audience today a little bit of, of why you think that's so important and, and why the integrating that into then um, your portfolio management process and everything, how did that really come about? To follow up on your win, 
and the, and the follow-up question to that is, you know, how much? And most clients will say, well, I know today I need X amount of money, but they really don't think about how much may I need five years from now and 10 years from now, and how will my life change along the way? And claiming Social Security, um, what I was experiencing is a lot of advisors were either um, giving Social Security claiming recommendations on a very um, kind of personal level, their personal opinion. And they, they, they would make statements like, well, we don't know it's always going to be there, so we better take it now. Um, or the other extreme, they'd say, hey, mathematically, it always works out better to wait till 70 um, because you're going to get those 8% increases in the benefit from your full retirement age up to age 70. And there's nowhere we can get that kind of guarantee in investments. And so it was this very arbitrary, or if they were using a tool, an optimizing tool, it was done in a vacuum. It really wasn't done within the context of the client's, of the client's plan. So that's what, what Cheryl and I thought what was important is to have a social security component to Income Conductor that would allow you to model different claiming strategies. And part of that modeling that becomes critical um, is the one of the other components that we bring in, which is a longevity estimate. Because Absolutely. if I'm only going to live 10 years in retirement, that takes me down a very different claiming strategy than if I'm going to live 30 years in retirement. So by being able to bring those two components in, then advisors could see the impact of when and how to claim Social Security and what's going to be in their best interest. I don't know, Cheryl, and, what are you thinking beyond that? Yeah, and I think it's important to use a technology that brings together all of these components and give the advisor and the client the ability to model various options, right? For instance, Income Conductor can model social security claiming options and show the client the trade-off between claiming earlier versus later in total payout across the plan. Because we are looking at the retirement life cycle as a phase, it's not just certain years, like you say, Brad, you know, we're looking at it from retirement through, you know, actually death. So that's very important. And there may be very little difference between claiming later versus claiming at say full retirement age, but a risk averse client may accept this difference in lower overall benefit. For instance, to have a greater percentage of their income guaranteed earlier in retirement. So since Income Conductor gives the client a real written plan versus a probability of success, the data on which to make these important decisions are in hard dollars, which I'm sure you can appreciate as an engineer, not changes in probability. Right. And, and uh, I'm glad that you brought in the, the, uh, the conversation around longevity. So I know inside Income Conductor, there's a, a, a component to that where we can ask some fairly straightforward questions. And as uh, uh, the listeners of our podcast are, are going to hear on the episode before this one, we actually have a more advanced version of that that also gets into them evaluating their health, right? Um, and we're trying to help our clients really understand their health and their longevity and how to optimize those things together. But you cannot, as Phil said, you cannot make this decision around social security in a vacuum. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's so important to understand what your clients and, and Cheryl, you brought into the, the word, your, your client, that's maybe a little more conservative, right? We always try to do a good job with our clients of helping them take words and turn them into math because we've done the opposite, right? Where we've tried to help our clients and we give them these words and they mean mathematical things, right? Uh, They don't just mean emotional things, but they're tied together for people, right? And so if you've met someone who's got uh, a history, like I had a client the other day who's uh, got a history of no man and his family's lived past 76. Hmm. And we're talking about the decision of when to retire. And then we're talking about the decision of social security claiming between he and his wife based on their two incomes. His income just happens to be much higher than hers. Um, But most likely she's going to live much longer than him. And so when we start getting into these decisions about to retire at all, he got very emotional when I started initially showing projections for him out into his mid eighties. And he literally was like inside the, 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 the software tool. I literally like, why is, why I could see the emotion on his face. I was like, why, uh, what, what's wrong? I was like, you don't like my numbers here. What's going on? He's like, it's not realistic. And I'm looking at all my assumptions. I'm like, well, these are really realistic. But what I wasn't getting at was his portion of the, what wasn't realistic was him living to 86. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we dug in, on that, the longevity piece of it. And he said, we got the simple questions I'll call it. There's like six things. He's got three of the six life expectancy dropped to 75. He goes, Ooh, that's way more realistic. Mm-hmm. And now the conversation around social security and when to retire and why his wife was not understanding why he was so pushing to retire. He's in his late fifties now. And he's like really getting edgy about it. And it's because he doesn't think he has very many more years of healthy living in front of him. You know, Brett, that's um, not to interrupt, but I'll go ahead and interrupt. Please do, Phil. Um, I mean, what's encouraging about that is I hear so many advisors saying, I don't want to have that uncomfortable conversation with the client. They're excited about retirement. Why do I got to throw you know water on their excitement by talking about life expectancy and their health situation? And I found the same exact thing that you did is that particularly people who have chronic conditions, and I'm one of them, I, I have no problem discussing that condition and the impact it would have on financial planning decisions. But what a lot of advisors are doing on the longevity side is they're just arbitrarily running every plan to age 90 or 95. And that, that particularly relative to Social Security, I mean, if everybody lived in 95, then everybody should wait till 70 to claim their Social Security. But to your point, when you have someone with a chronic health condition, that that's very unrealistic to assume, then that leads you down a very, very different path. And that longevity discussion becomes so critical in the overall advice that you're giving the client. Yeah, and yeah. one of the factors that you brought up that I, I love the fact that you brought this up, Brett, is that you're planning for the couple, right? And one of the factors in planning that's so often overlooked by advisors who do what Phil just described is claiming Social Security in the context of a surviving spouse. Because your job is to take care of the couple and the surviving spouse. Um, 
And, and this is where those personalized longevity projections are so important to how social security is claimed. If there is a significant difference between the two spouses, such as health conditions and ages, income conductor may show that it's advantageous for the healthy younger spouse to claim early and the older spouse with health issues to wait until 70 to claim, which is counterintuitive to advisors, but will often be in the best interest of that surviving spouse. Well, and that's a great example, Cheryl, why this is such an important topic for our listeners, right? Is you just gave a scenario and they, you and I and Phil, I'm not going to count Wendy out on this yet, but probably are the only three people that are uh, listening to this and on this that understand what that math means, what you just talked about, right? So that, that delay, and then that allows that surviving spouse to receive a much higher benefit when they are the either widow or widower benefit component, and they're going to receive it for much longer. Mm -hmm. And And that's going to be later in their life. So that's going to really come into play with higher healthcare expenses and, you know, meeting long-term care expenses. So it's really critical. It is. And, and, uh, and I think this conversation, like I said, it sometimes it, it gets trivialized or overlooked, uh, and we just leave it out altogether. And we leave many times our clients just to their own devices um, on this particular topic. And uh, I'll tell a quick anecdote here of, of a personal story is a, a particular client that's very, very close to me, and I won't name him my father. Um, and one day I was actually doing this work on, uh, on vacation. And I had my laptop out and I was actually doing some analysis around social security um, for a client. My dad, in his ever-loving way, pokes his head over my shoulder and goes, what you doing? And then I told him, he goes, why is that important? I said, well, and I showed him the example and he goes, well, this is what we did. And, and, and for those people that are listening and know me, my mother passed away when she was very young. My dad's remarried and uh, there's not a huge age gap between them, but there was a pretty significant difference in their earnings level. And my dad was just like, well, you know, you had your stepmom go ahead and start taking hers and she'll just switch you over to mine later. And I was like, whoa. And then I showed him the math. And uh, if they're both very healthy, they both do project to live out into their early 90s based on family history. Um, That little decision uh, was about a $380,000 delta over the course of their lifetime and social security benefits. Wow. And he got mad at me for not telling him that before. And I was like, well, dad, you're not my client because he won't let me do his financial planning for him because uh, most people know my story. My dad retired as executive vice president of a large firm. He was on their pension board and 401k board. And my dad knows everything until he doesn't. And then he gets mad at me when I know more about stuff than he does because it's my job and not his, right, to know these things. And then he's trying to undo it and it was too late, right? And so like, you know, not everybody's going to find $380,000 deltas and I don't want to make it that way. But my point is that everybody's a little different on this Mm -hmm. because it does matter what your life expectancy is. It does matter what your wage earnings were over the course of your lifetime and your spouse's lifetime. And then another huge factor is that age difference between spouses. And this is not just a trivial 
um, you know, check the box. I hit 65. I need to go enroll or I'm 67. Now I need to enroll. Or as Phil said, Hey, if you're really just looking at this in isolation, everybody should wait to age 70, unless you're getting an 8% of return on your money or better, you know, we can factor in all the after-tax things. And the great thing about our planning process and why income Dr. has been so helpful to me is I can take all of that information and I can get it onto basically a single page for my clients. And they can see not only now, but they can see into the future in year by year increments in one page or very close to one page. And it's just been such an amazingly powerful visual tool to help people think through something that is just very difficult to think through, which is time. How do I think through time? And then how do I make a decision about social security when I don't know how long I'm going to live, right? And I don't know those things for sure. And all we're really trying to do is what? Tip the scales in your favor, give you a higher mathematical chance of success. What do I call that? Confidence. We want to get you more confident. So as we kind of wrap up this episode and we talked about some awesome stuff here, if there's just one piece of advice that you could share with our listeners about this social security election or, or really this retirement income decision, what, what would it be? Well, I, I mean, I think people know, but need to understand if, you know, if I make an investment decision and five years later, I decide I didn't like it, I can change my mind and move that money somewhere else. Social Security is an irrevocable decision. Once I make it, it's locked in. And if it turns out bad, like in your dad's situation, that's just too bad. He can't go back and redo it. And for most people in that mass affluent category, Social Security represents, you know, 30 to 33% of their entire wealth. And so this is, they don't think of how large a pool of money Social Security really represents and as you said, a $367,000 difference over a lifetime is significant. And you don't want to make that kind of a mistake. So you want to think it through, have someone that can advise you and show you without their, their advice being driven by some ulterior motive. I mean, sometimes you know, advisors will say, well, everybody should wait till 70. And then between the time you retire and 70, I got this great product that I'll bridge your income. And then you realize that that free dinner I got at the Olive Garden was really the only purpose of it was to sell that product, not to give me good Social Security claiming advice. So, you know, don't not go to those dinners because they're free, but uh, try to look behind the curtain and see what's driving that advice. Yeah, I, I often encourage my clients to get as many free dinners as they can. <laughs> It's one of my great retirement income strategies to help my clients stretch their money out a little longer. <laughs> Go visit every one of my competitors that are going to offer you a free steak dinner and then bring all that information back and let's talk about the real stuff. Yeah. And, and I would like to add that, you know, when you do a plan, the focus is what's in the best interest of the couple and the surviving spouse, because in reality, outside of a catastrophic accident like a plane crash, chances are very high that one spouse will predecease the other. And sorry, guys, actuarially, it's probably going to be the male. <laughs> and, you know, running a plan with both clients living until 95 or 100 is really not a good practice. No, and I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, and uh, we talk about this very honestly, 
both me personally and with our clients. So for our listeners, it's hard for you to envision a six foot four fellow, but uh, that makes me one of the taller mammals out there. Uh, and uh, guess what? Uh, bigger male mammals live shorter life expectancies than smaller female mammals. Doesn't matter if it's human, doesn't matter what mammal it is. This is just one of those facts, right? And so what I try to tell people is let's not dodge the facts right? So let's attack them head on. So let's go out and figure out who we are. What are our probabilities? What are the things that are leading to that? And we got to address them in our planning process because a good plan doesn't mean that's how it's going to happen, but it gives us a better chance of success if we're planning well. And so, yes, right now, today, actuarially, men have a tendency to have a shorter life expectancy. Us big men, we definitely have a shorter life expectancy. And uh, I, I try to say this not in a bad way. You want to try to write long-term care insurance. The chances of writing it on small, tiny women is hard. I actually have a client who couldn't get insurance because she was too small. Huh. She didn't weigh enough. And she was not about to start drinking milkshakes, even though I recommended it to try to increase her weight short-term to pass that profile so she could get her long-term care insurance. Because if you've ever visited a facility like that, you're most likely going to meet small, tiny women. Not always, but the probabilities are higher. So let's not dodge these things, but let's, and let's realize that we can through lifestyle factors and try to take care of ourselves well and make good choices to try to extend the quality of our lives which is a huge principle here at Artisan is that we want you to live your best life for as long as you can. Um, but that's really what our whole process is. So when we meet with our clients, one of the things is we don't really get into actually building your portfolio and investing your money until we know you very well. So when people come to work with us, what we're going to do is get to know you um, uh, and get to know you well enough so that we can make a great plan for you so that you have a high probability of success in retirement. And that means helping you figure out what your life expectancies are probably going to be and making sure that your social security elections line up well, because as Phil pointed out so well, for most of our clients, this is going to be as high as a third of their retirement income. And it's a, if we turned it into a dollar today, it's a big chunk of money and we need to treat it that well, uh, that way as if it's significant and not just a trivial choice. So hopefully our clients are, are and our, our folks that are listening out there engage with us. We have some great tools on our website where you can come in and start this process with us to start learning uh, about how to figure out how you can develop the right plan for you. You know, Brett, and Brett, I'm going to add to my email signature, male Great Danes don't live as long as female poodles. I, I think that... It's just true, Phil. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wish it weren't true because I'm a Great Dane. <laughs> <laughs> But that's true. And so, Wendy, uh, you know, uh, tell everybody how they can find us. Well, I wanted to thank Phil and Cheryl and Brett. How do we get a hold of you? Well, once again, our website, artisanwealthstrategies.com is always a great start. You're going to see a lot of these resources on there. You'll be able to connect with us. And you can also give me a call at 317-975-7127 is my direct dial. And I'd love to chat with you and help you figure out how to have a confident handcrafted retirement. Thank you for all coming together today. And thank you for joining us. Please like, follow, and share this podcast. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to Handcrafting Your Retirement. Visit our website at www.artisanwealthstrategies.com 
or give us a call at 317-660-2855. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Artisan Wealth Strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC.